Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 159 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. Today we've got two super exciting guests, Maura and Danny Vega. Allie, I believe you first connected with these guys at KetoCon a couple of years ago, the first ever KetoCon. And then I had the honor of meeting them this past year and just totally love their vibe and message and just everything they're all about. Yeah, I think for now the last two years of KetoCon, you've seen them, right? No? Maybe. Hey. It just well, I have to actually like, have hang time this time. <laughs> yes, it feels like I've um, known them for a really long time. They've been awesome advocates of my food is medicine message, and um, you just can't meet more genuine and forward thinking and open to change awesome people. So I'm super stoked to have them on. I really can't believe that it's episode 159 and I haven't had the Vegas on yet. So this is bound to be, it's going to be a long episode. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to go through keto, where carbs fit, um, you know, cleaning up your diet, being dynamic. We're going to talk about masculinity. We're going to talk about how we raise fat-fueled children, their approach to unschooling, and so much more. So buckle up. This one will be a little lighter and a fun uh, episode for everyone to listen to, and I think it's going to be a great time. Yes. And before we bring them on, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, F-Bomb. So F-Bomb started off with high quality packets of fat, including macadamia nut and coconut as a base. And all of their products really only have a couple of real food ingredients. That's what we love so much about everything that F-Bomb stands for. F-Bomb is a great, quick, and easy solution for anybody who's on the go. This is something that I keep in my purse and my travel bag whenever you need just a quick hit of nourishing fat. Um, their nut butters and are an awesome snack for kiddos. I know Stella is in the F-bomb camp and absolutely loves them, eats at least one a day. And then their premium oils are also a great option that you can carry with you when dining out so that you can have a little bit more choice in the matter around what goes into your food and onto your food. They also now have expanded to the new Keto Crunch, which is a cheese crisp that uses microbial enzymes and has such a good crunchy texture. And then their pork sticks are like one of the best meat sticks on the market. I guess they're kind of moist, but they've got a really good um, mouthfeel to them. And beyond that, they've now got an add-on to their line, which is their F-Barm jars. So everything that you love about the convenient, easy travel packs that you can have at home with a little bit less plastic single use every time. So head on over to dropanfbomb.com slash AllieMillerRD to find out more about the products that Allie loves in their line, why we support them, and to get savings on F-Bomb. 
Awesome. And we all actually talk about them. Danny and Mara talk about a uh, split of an F-bomb pack that went awry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you just, the rule should be, you just don't share an F-bomb pack. You gotta finish it yourself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read their bios and, or, or maybe just kind of explain a little bit about their background and then we'll go right into bringing them onto the show. So, uh, and you say Mara, Mara, I, I just, Maura. Mara, Mara. <laughs> It's okay. Um, I, I say it like say a it how you say it. with a whistle. <laughs> Mara. <laughs> so Mora and Danny Vega are the dynamic duo behind Fat Fueled Family. Mora is classically trained in ballet, contemporary dance, and other forms of movement. And she quickly learned the importance of discipline and consistency at an early age. Danny was a lifelong football player who finished his career at Columbia University. His obsession from an early age, as early as five years old, was with conditioning and strength training. He was able to pursue a collegiate strength and conditioning coach, and now he's able to spend days learning and teaching others about various topics such as performance nutrition, building muscle, and lifestyle coaching. He also has his Master's of Science in Human Performance from University of Florida, and while he was over there, spent time with the National Championship men's basketball team, women's basketball, tennis, and golf programs and just has so much accolade and um, you know these two are as passionate of people as they are informed and what I love is also the integrity that they take of this purpose and this place in the wellness space and community and how that really transcends through their entire lifestyle from their spiritual practice and their uh, way that they anchor the importance of mental health as well as the way that they educate other parents and families and how they employ a fat fuel diet for their children. Uh, they're really on a mission to boycott kids menus and empower families and take an active role in health versus this current dependency that we see on what they call the healthcare industrial complex. So you'll hear about Danny's involvement uh, back in the day as a pharmaceutical rep and, and how he's evolved. And I just, I, I love these two individuals. I'm so grateful for them and their advocacy of me, like I said, and, and I am just, let's do it. So I am super stoked to have seriously, probably two of my favorite people ever. I feel like we're family. Danny and Mara, you guys have been such incredible advocates of my work and I just love the heck out of the two of you. It feels like way overdue, but welcome to the Naturally Nourished podcast. We feel the exact same way about you and we're so pumped for this interview. We've been looking forward to it for months because of course we're all so busy, so we have to book it like months in advance, but thank you guys for having us. We're yeah, super excited. We're very grateful to be on your show, Ali. Yeah. We love you. We respect Honored. the heck out of both of you. Um, you guys are an amazing team. We're the impressed by your work and we're impressed by your friendship. We, we just love you guys. Aw, thanks friends. Um, <laughs> so, so much we want to cover with both of you today and hopefully we get into um, some fun rabbit holes and all that. But let's start with your journey to keto and for sure I want to make sure we get into also like the evolution of your diet and relationship with food. But starting with your shift to keto and carnivore, where did that all come from? Do you want me to start? Yeah, why don't you? I can start. I, I'm interested in listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to, from keto, well, we, to, to, our shift to keto started with Danny, but I was kind of just waiting 
for this, the, you know, the word, because we were at the time doing, if, if it's your macros, um, I had just had Dean, Dean was maybe about to be two years old. Um, and I had been suffering with postpartum depression and had been on Zoloft. And because I had a paleo background, it was very easy for me to be open to that idea because I knew how I felt with fat. Um, and so I was like, all right, if I want to get off these antidepressants, I know that this is going to be the only way. This is the only thing that in the past has made me feel really good. So I was all in with that, um, with keto. And then when would you say that we switched to, switched carnivore? to carnivore? Yeah, that was, it was like a, a year a after. Little bit, a little bit over a year after. So it was June of 16 was when we started keto. And August of 17 was when we started. Um, yeah, like more of a carnivore style. And I originally started it because I was having like GI distress stuff, which is rare for me. I don't usually have GI problems. But um, well, also, also the food sensitivity tests uh, later. Explained yeah, explained it. Was of happening. course. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. Well, I remember more uh, meeting. So I met you guys at KetoCon 2016. Is that correct? Yeah. That- yeah. The first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and that would have been September because that was after Harvey had hit Houston. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember because you guys, were you helping with like a volunteering with a booth, Mora? Was it? I, I don't think we were no. helping. I mean, we, because we of the kids. Around with the kids. I mean, yeah, we oh, were, we definitely yeah, that first were. year we were just bumming around with the kids. And, <laughs> and uh, that was like, that year was kind of small and like more fam- like family, yeah. like tight knit. Well, I remember yeah, talking to you about the MRT yes. panel um, and then yes. I remember you had listened to my podcast on it. And then that's like when you were like, oh, who's this Sally? You know, we kind of connected yes. through that, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I remember specifically that being a piece. So how long were you paleo before you went um, to keto? And was it, like you said, so you were open to higher fat diet and more of an ancestral approach, which is a great clean transition. I always say that's an awesome way to get into keto. Um, had you uh, through your pregnancy or early postpartum separated from paleo and then it was more of a dynamic or, or it was just kind of that ease transition and it was really the cutting of carbs that played the, the big shift with the mental health. So I was paleo during throughout my pregnancy with Dean because I was had already been paleo like we started when Desmond was born or around yeah around that time and so it was about like three three ish years that we were strong paleo I mean raw milk all the like making yeah, that my was own the one kombucha thing that was a little bit different I was brewing my own kombucha paleo. it was I mean, more Western A price because we yeah, did yeah. have yeah. raw dairy yeah we would do the raw dairy it was more like a Western A priced approach right and I followed like their pregnancy diet like doing the totally. hot liver oil all the stuff my organs too, would yeah. Get. yeah and so it's kind of funny that we would go backwards we literally took yeah, steps we backwards did. and it's, it's totally Danny fault <laughs> 100% because he started to power lift and so the culture around food kind of changed uh in the because you know crossfit we went from he went from crossfit which is paleo to powerlifting which is like people eating literal cheerios out of a box yeah like the whole, <laughs> the whole meat. meat like they yeah, can barely like open their eyes because of how swollen they are right and so it just and then that's when also like if it fits your macros was gaining popularity mm. and it's very you know deceiving really because you see these girls on Instagram and they're like, oh, look, I got shredded eating, eating donuts. And at that time I had just had Dean and I kind of just wanted to lose the baby weight. Sure. Um, and then making the different meals. I was kind of being, I was, re- I, I was definitely influenced by the culture a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then we moved, we moved when Dean was two months 
And it kind of took me a while actually to even realize that I was depressed because that yeah. does happen where you're just, I don't know, you're in denial. Just right? out of it. And, and you're just- And you're just like living in a haze and it's just like, yeah. you just think it's normal, really. Like it's my second kid. I'm like, I'm tired. I have two little kids. It's exhausting, you know? Yeah. Like, so I just thought it was normal. And then I didn't, I didn't get on Zoloft until I think it was like six or eight months after Dean was born. I finally was like, okay, I need to do something. And then he's um, in the water. Yeah. I was like, even if it just helps me a little bit and then later I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. But, um, so yes. And it did, it does help at first. And then they kept having to increase my dose. And then it got to the point where my, the side effects are so bad that I was like, I'll just, I'm fine here. Like, I'll just stay here. I'm not going to increase my dose anymore. I'm going to just try to, you know, whatever we'll see. And then, you know, the keto thing, when he said it, I was in. Um, and then it's funny cause I'm so happy that I do have that paleo background because yeah. even though we did do like the keto treats for about a year, the whole time, it's like that cognitive dissonance thing where I was like, this can't be right. There's no yeah. way <laughs> this can't be right. Cause during my paleo Weston a price days, I had already gone through that. And like, we had already done the research, like the sweeteners, all this stuff. We had had these conversations. So yeah. I'm like, this, this can't be right. <laughs> and so it was only a matter of time before we cut all that stuff out as well. And, and the, 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 the common denominator of all these things is that we are always entertaining new ideas. And even if something's working, we're still trying to learn more and we're still trying to experiment and see how these things can, how we can feel better, um, how we can be aware of all the things that, that can arise due to stress and all these other things and things that we may need to do with our diets to address those issues. So because of that, I think we're always kind of evolving in some way. Um, yeah. I think the, the bottom line is we, we're going to stay with, you know, traditional food preparation, um, traditional foods, you know, um, grass fed, you know, organic produce when we do eat it, all those things. But, you know, sometimes we have carbs, um, for, for instance, right now we're about to do, and I was really surprised that Mauda agreed on, uh, agreed to this, but I can't lie. I kind of agreed to it before reading the terms. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> What are we doing, guys? <laughs> and I, yeah, that's like a rookie mistake. And it was because for other reasons, like, yeah, it wasn't so much about the food thing. Well, for let's, me. Let me tell them. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them. Tell them. And then I'll tell them. So it's this thing that um, Judy chose doing. It's called Carnivore 75 Hard. I'm sure you've seen it. And and I love the idea because, you know, towards the end of the year, people just kind of go on cruise control. And so for me, I didn't have anything planned for this last quarter. And it was just, it just made sense um, to do this. It's basically, you know, you're going to eat a carnivore diet. You're going to involve um, fasting, intermittent fasting for healing. You're going to do um, exercise 30 minutes a day, 15 minutes at least of it outside. Um, you're going to do um, three things, write three things down that right, you're grateful for every day. And you're going to uh, compliment someone in real life um, every single day. And I just love the idea. And, and Maura... When she got on board, I was like really surprised because she doesn't like these things. I don't like them. And honestly, the diet, it's funny because like the diet thing, the diet part of it, I'm like, it's kind of like, okay, like that's what I do anyways. The right. whole, the whole like not being able to have anything extra on the actual holiday does give me a little bit of like, uh, but I'm yeah. not even going to worry about that. But the reason that I kind of was like in was mainly for the gratitude practice and for the compliments because it's just like a, you know, like sometimes, you know, mind, and awesome. you know how you have these re recurring themes that just come up, like, you know, things that we have to work on. And, and I can't even, like, it just kept, keeps coming up where I'll see someone and I'm like, man, I should have told her that I like, like, I really liked yeah. her. 
you've said something, you know? Well, yeah. Mara, you're kind of, you and Becky kind of have that alignment of no new friends a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no new friends. That's so great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no, listen, no I'm getting there. Time. I'm getting there. <laughs> because I feel like I don't have time for my actual friends that I already have. I'm like, I don't have time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Allie, yeah. you outed me. The podcast does, listeners don't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I love that actually. I'm happy that you guys brought that up because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. You guys know my mantra of doctrine creating disconnect. And that's something that I love so much about both of you. I think that both of you are so passionate and have very strong motivational ideals, but you both have such a humanity element of fluidity, which I've really enjoyed seeing evolve. Like, you know, for instance, like the sustainability shift and the no plastic and you know, not even diet related. I remember when I first started following you guys, when I met you the first keto con, it was like, it was the um, paper plate thing. Like everything was on a paper plate. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. People have asked me about that. I'm like, Oh, what a wasteful thing. I felt so (laughs) just looking back at that, the the wastefulness of that. So bad. We learn. But But it's just one of these things. I just, I love it so much because it's like being a constant student and having that, evolution process is such a sign of a true leader, I feel, because if we come in with this staunch ego of what we know being the end all be all and not being open to fluidity or change, then there's really limited growth. And then how, how, if you're not exploring and experiencing, can you within the space, move it forward, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So true. I mean, and, and, and we tell people the same thing, like, it's okay that you didn't know that, but you know, at some point you're going to have to address the fact that you made a mistake and, you know, move forward from it. Like one of our sons is circumcised the other is not, you know, we, we changed our mind on that. Like we, the first time around, we didn't know any better, you know, like it's kind of what you know, but when you know better, you do better and it's okay. So where do you feel in, if we're applying back to diet, because we're going to go deep into um, all of the things with kids and philosophical stuff and all that, that fun stuff, but with diet, I just want to kind of get a little more there. So Mara, I know that you had employed a, a part of even carb cycling with carnivore and, you know, Danny, even though, you know, I, I know that you had switched your IG handle under your name now, but uh, <laughs> prior having it was, it was what keto carnivore, right? Or keto counterculture. Gosh, what a mouthful that was. (laughs) But I remember even right, like with your muscle bowls and then incorporating sweet potato pretty early on and figuring out differences in performance. So what drives you guys to be kind of continued students within your diet strategy and and where are you at today? Like what, what are some, I know you said kind of what makes sense, which is awesome. You know, like, is it whole food? Did our ancestors eat it? That all makes sense right now. But but what have you seen in those types of exploring and where do you sit with carbs? Okay. So um, I'll start first because I feel like I've done so much of this. And I mean, every time we, I decide to do something, most of the time, Maura and I are going to talk about it because we do a lot of stuff together. Some of it doesn't exactly apply to both of us, but um, with respect to carbs, I remember, gosh, this was so crazy. Just looking back um, the first year and a half of keto it was like, first of all, it was the protein. I was keeping the protein down and then realizing that, you know, I felt much better with higher protein and then just exploring some of the things that people would say like, oh, don't eat too much protein. It'll kick you out of ketosis. So wait a second, I'm not out of ketosis at all. This doesn't 
feel bad. I feel great, actually. Um, and, and then it came to the carbs, too. And I think one of the biggest things is like, you know, we're taking this diet that, you know, historically, at least for the past hundred and something years, has been a, a very clinical diet that's, yeah. that's managing protein and, and carbs to, to such an extent for very sick people. And so like one of the things I love is, for instance, uh, Dr. Jordan Joy, like his stuff, looking at let's try to look at new baselines for healthy people as far as carbs go. And you'll be able to see that, you know, a lot of people can easily eat 80, 150 grams of carbs pretty much every day and be in ketosis because of our activity levels, the amount of muscle we carry, our insulin sensitivity. So um, this, this um, evolution continues because for me, there's been so much. I mean, one of the biggest ones for me has been moving away from tracking. And so I, I wanted mm -hmm. to mention that because, you know, everything in my life has been just very numbers driven and exact science, exact yeah. science. like mm -hmm. thinking that I have the control and, and making it quote unquote an exact science when it's really not. And, you know, I'll give an example like the carbs. So this summer I did a carb up every week for the whole summer, no matter what. And what I noticed is that even though it was only once a week, there was kind of like this little tiny little inflammation that was building up and it wasn't getting back down to baseline by the end of the week when I carved up again. And so at the end of those 12 weeks, I noticed that my inflammation was up. Like I had aches and pains more than before, but there's a trade-off because I was, I was training in a certain way that, um, that would be great for carbs. And so I was unlocking that type of training in a way that, that wouldn't overstress my body. Whereas if I would have not included carbs in that type of training, like that more glycolytic type of training, then, you know, I would have overstressed myself over time. My cortisol would have been through the roof. I would have been, you know, burning sugar. I would have been probably sacrificing lean tissue. So, but now capacity, we're actually seeing less muscle fatigue or, or better output. I was definitely seeing better output. Yes, I was output definitely yeah. seeing better pumps, yeah. um, better, like immediate energy. Mm -hmm. And the one that I couldn't explain was the super starch, which was I felt stronger, which I don't, I don't know, you know, probably placebo maybe. I mean, but I, I felt just overall better with super starch, which is, I mean, literally, a, you know, the word even bothers me to say, it, but it's a non-GMO corn derived product. Um, and, but it, it works really, really well for me. Um, but now what I, the way I see it now, where I am right now is that, you know, most of the time I'm, I'm going to be eating meat because that's just kind of my default I love meat. It feels good. I feel good. But then when I do feel like I need a carb up, that I'll just do carbs and I'll just eat carbs and I'll, and I'll, I'll know that I'm, my sources are going to be, you know, leaner meats. I'm going to bring my fat down. And um, in the seven or eight weeks that I haven't done the carb ups, like the weekly carb ups, I've had two carb ups and they've both been intuitive carb ups. And I think that's where I'm trying to head now is just basically be intuitive, um, eat more just whole foods and, and mostly carnivore, but then also not only for enjoyment, but also for specific like performance stuff. I include carbs. How about you, my love? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I've been intuitive about it also, <laughs> even around my cycle. I've been, I've, well, I've, I've I'm more of an intuitive person in general um naturally and so i prefer i've i have more practice being intuitive um and so i you really i feel like you do get good at it like if you do it 
often. So I feel like I'm really good at listening to my body. And so even, yeah, within carnivore, um, I've, I've had to do some carb cycling and I've noticed over time that the post ovulation one is more important than the one that's like during my cycle. Yeah. That one I go by how I feel really like if I'm not like, cause I honestly don't really feel like it sometimes to, mm-hmm. like I really do crave my, my high quality meats and uh, fats and then everything else is, you know, how I'm feeling. Um, and I usually try to, for me, it's a lot about food choice too. So it really depends on the carbs that I'm eating too. So that, and that's another thing with the whole carnivore, the challenge that I was a little bit concerned about. I'm like, because I don't want to do anything, um, that is going to stress my body out because you guys, and you girls know, I've been dealing with like this, my cortisol was like in the tank. It's like flatlined. Um, I'm definitely feeling better these days since probably the last time we spoke about it, um, and so I can feel that my hormones are probably getting back. I've reduced my caffeine intake a lot, but I don't ever want to be for the sake of a challenge. Like the perfect example was that three day fast before KetoCon. I was super stressed. I'm like, that was a bad choice for me too. The heck not. <laughs> Terrible choice. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, you're okay. And it's like, no, like that's the worst. Good luck. Epinephrine and adrenaline are already on high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh my Stressful gosh. Venture. Right. Right. And, and so, <laughs> Yep. So true. Exactly. So I never want to do anything that's going to, you know, for the sake of a challenge, like push my body over the limit or stress. So and I have a feeling what are you want? No, no one's going to be in your household. No one's going to be knowing what you're doing and you'll share it anyway. If you do break, I'll share it. Yeah. And I was already <laughs> thinking, I was all right. Cause I was already thinking since it is a 75 day challenge, like my thing is, cause there have been months where I've skipped my carb up and it's not on purpose. It's because yeah. You know, you get into your flow. Like it's just not a natural part of life. So or you truly don't, you feel like I have zero desire to eat. Yeah. I like zero desire. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do notice like over time, if I do it too many months and I'm like, and I'm like pretty much if I'm like carnivore, carnivore, like zero carb, my cycle will start to push back a little bit, you know, 24 days. And I'm like, ugh, okay. And it's not that it bothers. It, like, it's just, it just sucks well, that it's it coming. It does you. bother me because yeah. it's coming Because your often. symptoms, your cycle in general is not great. Yeah. Know? And so I'm getting more cycles, right? Yeah. Um, but I was already thinking of that and I'm, and Danny's like, well, honey's carnivore. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to eat honey. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'll eat honey, I guess I'll do, I'll put it on something. It's true. Um, I, like, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So raw filtered honey. I'm like, Hey, that, I'm like that, that'll be like an option for me. So that's all you need for 30 yeah. grams right there. Yeah. Just, yeah. But it it's, so, it's so sweet though, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, but it's so sweet. Like oh, that hey, doesn't even sound good to me. I'll, I'll try it. Honey on a ribeye doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound that terrible. Like yeah. a honey maybe butter, a you guys. Yeah, like a butter. Ooh, like uh-huh. a honey. You could totally do that. You just got to eat a lot of it. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love that you both have been so, you know, exploratory and kind of open-minded around all of this and, and have, you know, evolved with your body's needs and kind of evolved with, you know, the trends of, of time and where that's taken you. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to hear um, whether you think the keto space is doing anything quote unquote wrong or where the roadblocks are. Um, and then maybe any innovative approaches that you guys are, are looking to take on. Well, first of all, I can tell, I don't know about approaches yet, but I don't know how to say this. Like I, I, I want to say this cause I, I, I don't think I, I say it the best way, but I'm going to say it. I get really annoyed by the keto crowd. Sometimes I, I love them to death and I want to, 
our, what did you say? Keto like? crowd with a K. Just yeah, the keto crowd. Keto crap with a K too. Yeah, keto crap. The keto crap. Because, you know, I think that they're missing that paleo foundation, you know, because they, they, the whole focus is on carbs and we understand, yeah, you know, sugar is, is terrible and all those things. We understand it, but not at the expense afraid. of real food. Right. Not you know, that's the, the biggest deal. thing. And that's why, you know, Ali, we, we were like, you know what? Ali is one of the people who's, who's talking sense into people and she makes, she's just putting out this message and we were like, any chance we get, we're going to, we're going to spread that because we want more people to just be like, Oh, that, okay. That, that's a good idea. Um, so dollar every time still someone messages on like every recipe that Becky puts up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, I just added a risk recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, you just destroyed my recipe. I ketified it. <laughs> it was well, total yeah, that's, that's sacrilege. So hard to do with, you know, like, and then some people like, look, the worst part is they're actually doing a disservice to themselves Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're actually and that was the eye-opening thing for us, especially with the well, kids. Sorry, I know I totally just cut you no, off. No, but like, for us, yes, like, the, here's the thing. You put a tablespoon of honey in the whole recipe. If I gave that to a person who's keto and eats keto crap, they would think it tastes disgusting. Yeah, they won't But it tastes it's very sweet. sweet to my child. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Who actually has a more advanced palate than, some of these, than most of these adults. Because, yeah. and that was the shocking part to me, the kids. Because, you know, kids are... Yeah. Kids wait, they're just more picky. They just are. And they like their treats. And, and especially if they've already tried them, you know? And yeah, like these kids now, they're, they're, they don't even finish apples. I mean, their palate is much more sensitive. They, they like dark chocolate now. They channel savory. And like, they, we, like the sweetener thing is, it's yeah. so bad. So like to answer the question, things that we like innovative approaches, I mean, we're, our, I think focus the, on quality instead uh, of just like the number of carbs, you know, that should be a personalized thing, I think. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is just directing our audiences to um, sources that we trust and sources that we, yeah. you know, kind of uh, co-sign what they're talking about. Because yeah. like with this explosion of information, there's just so much crap being spread and, and it's beautiful, like graphics crap, you know, like everybody's. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, like it's, it's Everyone really well-polished crap, you know, yeah. and like all this stuff is like, you know, it's, it's confusing so many people and all that person needs really is, is like any type of um, encouragement or indicator that, that it's okay to, to continue to eat really sweet things and really, and snack and, and the snack crap and, and all that stuff. When and the endless recipes, like if you're making, like I tell Danny, I'm like, if you've pulled out a recipe, you've already made a mistake. <laughs> like if you actually need a recipe, like, oh, let me look up some recipes. Like a yeah. recipe for me, for my family is like a special occasion. Right. right. Be inspired by a, a synergy of ingredients or a flavor profile. Right. You know? Right. Right. But then you kind but, of feel it out. But yeah, yeah, like if we're like putting together and that's fine. Like, look, for the holidays, we make rest, all the recipes. We're going to yeah. do all the stuff you know, Halloween, all that stuff. Yes. There's times to celebrate. And yes, we did even do that like at the beginning of keto, but yeah. that's only going to work for so long. And if fine, if people have to do that to get to keto, that's fine. But as long as they realize that you have to evolve, you, yeah. you just have to. 
I think that's so great. And, and it's really true. I've, I've been really into this word polarizing recently, you know, because yeah. I really feel like I started to contribute for Mind Body Green and the word keto over in Mind Body Green, you know, with almost a million followers uh-huh. and they have vegan, you know, I mean, it's like, it's just uh-huh. all across the board. And I think that for, uh, for us to open the movement to understand that the human body is made to be a hybrid machine the human body performs best using a regulated low level of glucose and optimizing performance on so many levels, immunological, inflammatory performance, you name it, with the use of therapeutic ketones. That should be more common speak, you know? And, and I think that it's it's this polarizing, like all or nothing jump off. And, and that's kind of one of my missions is to make this more common speak that people understand biochemistry and how to optimize their system, you know, and it doesn't have to be this dynamic jump off of these specialized foods. It's a way of adjusting levers based on your body's metabolism. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll just add one thing on the carnivores too, because I mean, you go into these carnivore groups and They're you ruthless. better, you better come ready. Don't eat you alive. <laughs> on your steak. <laughs> <laughs> like forget it. Like God forbid, like an herb or something. And, <laughs> It's it's so crazy, and or if I, someone's having an issue, they're just like, "Eat me, drink water." Yeah, like, like, yeah but I'm having answer, an issue. Yeah, that's the answer to everything, and I, and this is why we love to watch different. Um, as long as the person's not being a jerk, you know. But we yeah, love to totally. listen to different approaches, and one of our favorite is um, Vegetable Police. Have you guys heard of him? No, no. <laughs> oh my guy, gosh, I'm gonna have to It's send not a, like, It's not an informative account. This no, is no, a no, YouTube no. <laughs> guy's really, really funny. He's just funny, and he is a vegan who had all these issues that kind of healed them with carnivore. But at the end of the day, he wants to be a vegan, and so he's trying to be a vegan again. And, and he's s- like, "This sucks." Like, yeah, like <laughs> he goes after vegans. He goes not vegans, but the diets and carnivore as well. And one of the things he mentioned that I myself have noticed um, is that like when he was carnivore, like he had the digestion of like his digestion sucked. Like, you know, he can't have anything that's not meat, you know? And, and for me, I can totally see that because if I go like a strict period, like for example, this 75 days, I'm going to do this um, I'm going to have to ease back in because yeah, you have to ease back in. You're, you're, you're basically cutting out all that bacteria. All that stuff is going to die out. And of course you're not going to be able to handle different things. And, um, but your digestion while you're carnivore is the best. Oh no, it's amazing. Yeah. But when you're just like, eating the meat. Yeah. If you're if like, you use uh, it, you lose it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. True. yeah. Exactly. And that's the problem. We, we like, I'm, I enjoy food. I enjoy keto bricks. I enjoy, ma- uh, you know, um, macadamia nut butters, uh, F bombs and, right. and things like that. And, you know, if, if, if every time and God forbid, every now and then I want to have a big old salad or something, yeah. you know, God forbid I do that and I just feel like crap. So I personally prophylactically will include some fiber every now and then. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like that. I think the magic Simlan told us this when when he was on her podcast, because we spoke about this and the magic lies in that that kind of that back and forth, you know, like that, yeah. the variation. I yeah, love that. Variation. I mean, you're, yes. you're stimulating a process and uh, yeah, I mean, that enhances the way that your body internally makes antioxidants and, and, and is provoked or stimulated by these compounds, whether we argue them to be harmful, like sulforaphane, is it good or bad? Hey right. man, if it upregulates 
and you know your internal production of glutathione i think a good thing but you're going to get an enhanced response after breaking from it that's true yeah 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 yeah, i think totally okay before we keep nerding out we're going to take a break and uh becky and i are going to promote ourselves woo let's do it (laughs) becky (laughs) yeah us as the podcast sponsor for this episode so we are talking today about space only the best brands in the nation have (laughs) exactly Exactly. (laughs) Um, So today we're talking about our adrenal rehab program, which by the time this episode goes live, you'll still have a little bit of time to get that special deal at just 99 bucks. And you guys, it's totally worth it. The code is adrenal 99, write that down or go over to the podcast notes so you can get it right away when this episode airs, because we will be increasing the price on November 1st. Yeah. So if you are burned out, running on adrenaline, overextended, feeling anxious, experiencing weight gain, metabolic stress, dealing with hormone imbalance, is there anything within there that you aren't possibly experiencing? Brain fog, you name it. Your adrenals could be the root cause of why your body is not optimized. So you guys hear me all the time nerd out about the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. This is our autonomic nervous system response of whether we are in that sympathetic fight or flight mode or that parasympathetic regulatory mode. And it's not only rest and digest, that's where your thyroid, your sexual hormone, and so much more is all going to be regulated. At the end of the day, everyone's body just needs to feel safe. And Adrenal Rehab is going to give you over three hours of video content to understand the biochemical and physiological processes of your body and the stress response, as well as food as medicine tools and supplement strategy to get your body back into that parasympathetic space. Yes. So this program has been a long time coming, you guys. We spent a lot, a lot, a lot of hours. I don't know how many countless hours on the amazing video content where Ali walks you through almost the entire naturally nourished supplement line as it relates to rebounding your adrenals and really working that HPA access back to where it needs to be. We've got customized interactive worksheets and other supportive materials six cooking demos, which is a really fun kind of way to break things up. And it's meant to be done at a self-paced about four week pace. Uh, But you can do it, you know, over however much time you, you can binge it over a weekend if you want, uh, heck. Um, But meant to be done. And you get access for the lifetime of the website as well. So yes. Yes. So So go on over to AllieMillerRD.com under books and programs, Adrenal Rehab. Like Becky said, use the code ADRENAL99 all the way up until uh, Halloween, October 31st, and you'll save, what is it? $51? $51. So it's originally $150. That price will increase, you guys, on November 1st. So make sure you get it. Yes. Total steal. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's bring it back in. And um, I want to shift a little bit, Danny and Maura, um, from diet and exercise more to, I guess, mental, emotional, and spiritual strength, which I feel like you guys both have like in spades. It's amazing. Yeah, um, but let's talk about um, your principles, the role of stoicism and, and really what that means to you and how it extends to your household. Well, first, let me just say that um, for We're anyone who's listening everything. and who, who thinks that that's the case, um, We're Zen masters. We're not. I want you guys all to <laughs> really not. like, and, and we, we've, we've had this realization when we've talked to our friends who are doing the same things we're doing. 
um, that we're not alone. Like, like it's crazy. As much as we try to portray a realistic picture of what's happening in our home, like Instagram, Facebook, yeah, like it really hard. just glosses it up and makes it look all pretty. And, you know, our lives are not, our lives are filled with challenges. Um, you know, yeah. Monday morning, I had we like my tires. first ever like panic attack, you know, like ever. <laughs> Dang, I hadn't slept. Yeah, Dang. I hadn't slept. Maura started like hitting me at five in the morning with all the things I need to do. And I was like, please stop, please I'm stop. Like, and no. she kept going, she kept going. <laughs> And I was like, I literally got it hit a boiling point, and I was like, I cried. It was just crazy. Clear <laughs> <laughs> Gabacom. Yeah, slip in one of those. <laughs> I should have hit you. See, Mauda doesn't let me but take Danny- calm and clear because that's hers. But I, I should have taken some Gabacom. <laughs> <laughs> She got me some like at least it's methylated bees, but she got yeah. me a different like country Good. life methylated bees or something. But um, yeah. So with us, I think we've been. We just, I, I love my wife so much because every, everything that we learn, we just like, we come back and we regroup and we kind of share it with each other. And I found stoicism through Robert Sykes because, you know, he was helping me do this thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to cut down to 6% body fat. And, um, you know, he was like, you got to listen to the obstacles way. And that's what introduced us to stoicism. Great book by Ryan Holiday. We, we read Seneca. We read um, Marcus Aurelius. We read Epictetus. And in general, I mean, Stoicism is very similar to Buddhism in the sense that, you know, you, you don't, the enemy of, of a lot of, of happiness in general is expectations. And the, the root of a lot of our problems come from expectations. So, you know, if, if I feel like Mauda hurt me or wronged me, it's because I had a diff, an expectation of something. And it's just when you learn to manage your expectations and when you learn to accept the world for what it is versus what you want it to be, you just get peace. And a big part of that for us has been uh, meditation. We both do yoga too, but I mean, even just that 20 minutes every morning, both of us, she likes to do it. She sits in bed and she does it right when she wakes up. I usually go to the sauna and um, our sauna has been on the fritz. So we, um, I, this last two days, I've literally driven to the gym because for me, meditation and sauna together is like the magical thing because it's like, but I do, I do my second one in the sauna. Yeah, you do. (laughs) She does a second one at the gym. But I mean, in general, um, for us, we just feel like if, if we can master this thing, there's, you just, you're kind of bulletproof for anything in life. And now we're just trying to pass that on to our kids. And so a lot of what we do with the boys is just trying to help them understand all the things that we didn't learn until recently is how do I, how do I navigate life's problems? How do I um, deal with my relationships and all these things? And um, a lot of it comes with, comes from too many inputs. So reducing inputs as much as possible that goes for phones. I mean, I, I don't know. You can talk about it. Like every single night, my phone's down at 7 p.m. It's charging in the bathroom. Um, and on the weekends, it's even longer. And I don't care who you are. Do not disturb. There's We're off. You know, so limiting inputs, um, managing expectations. Um, what else? Oh, um, embracing failures and, and teaching the boys to... Um, to, to just not be afraid of, of failing and losing. And, and then when it does happen, 
And then there's a payoff at the end, just having that conversation to be like, Hey, remember when you said you'll never get this? Well, check it out. Remember how you got all those things. You got that answer wrong all those times. Now you understand it. And that was all part of the process and and it had to happen that way. So that's kind of how we view it. I mean, is there anything I missed? Um, no, I mean, you, you, you get it. Obviously we get a lot. We're Christian. So we get yeah. a lot from our oh, faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, every weekend we're going to so church. So that's super important to us, but I mean, it's all the same principles really. Like it all yeah. comes back to Jesus was stoic, super yeah, stoic, he's the OG stoic, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And so, the, you know, yeah, just, those are the principles. And for us really, it's about like building that emotional resilience in our kids, because it's just something that I'm having to do now as an adult and it's much harder after, you know, have like just years of these habits that are just so ingrained in us that we don't even think of the trauma, just the trauma. It becomes who you are. Like becomes who you are. The effects of the trauma change your, your behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy. Like so many people just, Oh, that's just how I am. And like, I've always hated that. Like, yeah, yeah but the way you are kind of sucks. Like, maybe <laughs> you should change yourself. And like, I don't want to suck. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, that's just how I am. And if it buys you too bad, like, yeah. you know, like, it's just, I, I've always kind of hated that. So, um, and, and yeah, just like, you know, the, the, like finding opportunities for our kids to fail, not, you know, spoon feeding them, letting them earn their own money. Like, just like all these things that I feel like are kind of getting lost, like in our, new ish culture. Yeah. Right. Um, taking a role in the community, I think is so important that children aren't empowered by at a young age. Like I'm always into like age three, Stella, grab your glass set the table. Mm -hmm. These are things we're cleaning up. These we're, we're not playing with toys and leaving them out. The magic fairy doesn't put them away. (laughs) Right. Like this is a part of the responsibility of respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or just like for our our house, like, sorry, just like one little last thought, like property rights. Like we have like our two rules in our house is, you know, number one is we don't encroach on the property or person of another. And number two is we do all we've agreed to do. I mean, we, yeah, we, we do all we've said we've agreed to do. Um, and like that, the property thing, like, yeah, this is our house. Like you live here too. And we all contribute. This is just how it works. You know, like you like to live in a nice house. So do I, and we contribute. (laughs) I love it. Uh, So let's unpack a little bit deeper into your parenting philosophy and um, maybe within whether we want to segregate into two topics or one, the unschooling and kind of when you started that process and the the big principles of the why, I guess, behind homeschooling. And um, then the component of, of course, (laughs) feeding your kids fat fueled and and kind of how (laughs) that all works together. It's... This is an awesome question because honestly, my reasons for homeschooling have also evolved. So like they started for a certain reason and then like they just continue to grow and evolve. Um, I never really thought I was going to homeschool. Honestly, I I definitely knew that we weren't going to do public school, but I, I truly did think that I didn't have what it takes or that I didn't have the patience. I definitely don't have, nobody has the patience, I don't think. Yeah. I think you have to just, you know, it's, and I think the patience part of it is, well, are you going to replicate school at home or are you going to really do this like the unschool thing? Because you're going to need the patience if you're going to replicate school at home because, sure. you know, you're going to just have you're going to be, have, you're gonna be the teacher now. You're the teacher day. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got to take on that role. Um, and so the way we do things is a little different in that sense because we follow more of an unschooling approach. Um, um, 
Yeah. So talk about the parenting too, because the parenting, the way we parent is also informing kind of the way we homeschool because it's all kind of works together. Yeah. So like, you know, we do like peaceful parenting. They also call it attachment parenting, um, which isn't really attachment. I don't actually don't really love that one that because term. it, that term suggests that your child is attached to you, Maybe. but that's not truly what it is. Yeah. It's like when they receive the love and connection that they need, they feel confident to, to, you know, to go out into the world. But um, yeah, you know, like we don't, we don't spank, we don't do timeouts. We, you know, we try to coach them and show them like they don't know. So we, we coach them and try to, um, we love like, for example, like Dr. We love this lady called Dr. Laura Markham. Oh, yeah. Um, She's who's the other one? Shafali, Dr. Shafali. We love the conscious parent, you know, just cause whenever we lash out at our kids, it's totally has everything to do with us and yep. our fears. And, and then we're just showing them those that that's how we resolve conflict um, by either hitting or going and grabbing an authority figure to yeah. represent you. Um, so there's so much that goes into this, but um, we really wanted them to also, you know, follow their passions. And even though I was a really good student, I was a, an excellent student. I was, I still don't, I still think school was a waste of my time. Like truly um, not the, you know, not, it's just the way it's set up. I feel like um, you spend a little too much time in subjects that don't interest you. We're taught to brain dump in a sense, which, you know, we memorize something and then we forget it. You know, we forget it. Um, and so we just wanted our kids to like really just follow their passions. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's a big, that's a big thing. Uh, so following their passions, uh, uh, just a a quick story. Originally she postpartum first before she even had Desmond, she was working at a law firm. She was very stressed out and we were looking at daycare and all this stuff. And, and then we just thought, well, what about staying home with Des? And then what about homeschool? And then we, we discovered our friend, Anna Martin, who's the libertarian homeschooler. And we love her so much because she was such a huge mentor yeah. to us. Like she, she would post conversations she would have with her sons and um, using the Socratic method, you know, yeah. and, and just so beautiful, the conversations that, that we saw and we were like, this is what we're doing. And so we really got into it. Um, we were able to return the favor to her later when, when we showed her paleo and, and now keto and carnivore. At this point, Anna's like, I'm not going to look at your account anymore because, you know, every time I look at your account, like you're going to tell me something else that I can't eat. And <laughs> she's joking. <laughs> she's joking. She's like, but what she's, is it now? But doing? every single time it works better. Like, I'm like, well, why don't you try carnivore? And it works better for her. Um, so like the parenting thing that was like, you'll notice that, again, we're on the same page with everything that matters. And I feel for especially a lot of the time women are the ones bringing these ideas into the home, whether it be keto, paleo, um, unschooling, all these things, they're just out there doing research while guys, unfortunately, you know, most guys are just walking around like, I don't know, thinking about themselves and not really thinking about these things. And so these women come home and not against the guys, because sometimes the guys do it too, but for the most part, the woman is bringing in this new information and, um, and, and then I hear it all the time, like they're not on the same page. So, that's the most important yeah, thing, important. getting on the same page. And then once we start from common ground, now we can start looking at, okay, when it comes to homeschooling, why are we homeschooling? Number one, um, there's really only two learning styles that are taught in the public school system. Yeah. And there's however many 
unidentified and identified learning styles that we know of. And if you don't learn in those two styles, then you're your uh, remedial or you, you know you're, you're, you're somehow less than um, and the whole idea of school in general is is you know it's, it's a management, management system. yeah it's a management system you, it's it's not that that the school system is evil although we will say like the way that it started was kind of shady but um, and the, those are but like the teachers that are teaching right now have oh, no yeah. idea about that stuff yeah they don't know they about that don't even know. you know it's the same thing you know yeah. I think a lot of everyone yes. that you'd want to hope goes into things with great intentions <laughs> yeah yeah and you're right the doctor's the same thing like you know like i i i used to i was i've been talking about this recently like how many times did i have conversations with doctors in in break rooms or in the or like or just laughing oh this patient said they felt this how that's not true it's not in the literature it's nowhere and you know now it's crazy how I thought I was being objective back then. I really yeah. did. And now I can look at it with this dispassionate point of view and be like, man, I was such a jerk. Like I, that even patient, with the, like, you know what, got you too because of the Marina, because yeah. like you, that was your thing. Cause you weren't really like, it's different. Like you, it was a little easier for you. Cause you weren't like out there selling like, uh, statins or statins. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were like, IUDs, empowering women, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, slings, pelvic sling, like man, slings, like slings, has health prolapse. Like this is helping women. Like yeah, your insides yeah, yeah. are falling out. Like you're putting them back. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> and so the I, I could look at myself in the mirror from that standpoint. Yeah, but sure. then once I, t- when I'm like, all right, well, well, let's see what happens when I pull out my marina. Well, no, I, <laughs> mean, I told you, I was like, don't go to. The, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to repeat this. Don't listen to me. I knew, I, knew. I was like, don't go to the doctor. You know, when you're low, I know, oh, I asked low, him, I know I how to do it. Go to Let's go. And she did it. She pulled it out of the bathroom. I'm like, just no, tell me, no can problem. I pull it out like a, like don't a- do that. Don't do that. <laughs> He's like, totally. I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> so she totally did it. But, um, so back to the school thing. So for us, it's like, okay, this is like a la carte learning because for us, we can choose every single thing that they consume and and it's not like we have to buy a whole curriculum where some parts of the curriculum we're not going to spend time on or some things we don't agree on. And so we can literally construct like a made for Desmond and a made for Dean education. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of observation and back and forth between us and the kids. But we find that to be better. We find that socialization, they're not oh, just so getting their social that, cues. I was getting on my brain back now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, oh, I know back. when you mentioned like the reasons have changed, I know that's where you're going because yeah. the feedback we always well, get. Well, at this is, point, like, like now, so... oh, so here's another reason that we've added like the food. No, thing. go away with your snacks for yes, crying every, out loud. Every <laughs> single time a kid answers, they sent the question, my kid home with goldfish yesterday. I'm like, yes. good, it's an hour. What do you need a snack for? People fast. You got to be fasting. It's true. It's, it's I, an hour. It's an hour. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then, of least. course, you know, I have to let my, my, it's Dean. If it was Desmond, I'd be like, nah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it's him. Dean. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard, and I know you struggle with this too, Ali. Like, it's like, you, you have to be super careful. Yeah. You know? Conscious of You don't want to give, we don't want to give our kids an eating disorder. Right. Because we're like Ugh, so rigid. So it's like I had to let him have the freaking goldfish. And like, of course, today I'm paying for it. But so that's another reason. <laughs> yeah, we're totally um, paying so for So that's today. a reason. And then the socialization, I just have to say this because it's like the number one question people always have, which is, I'm sorry, that alone is kind of weird to me. Like the fact that everyone has the same responses to everything kind of creeps right. me out. Like I'm like, what? It's, well, it's almost like you guys were molded into the same little people. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, okay. Anyways, sorry, just over here on my... So I want to I want to talk a moment about your uh, feeding the way that you guys feed your kids and your fat fueled yeah. approach 
for children. But before we do that, you kind of alluded to something, Danny, that I want to unpack because it's been a, a part of, uh, I guess, trend. I had like this personal awakening in this movement class. It was called Prana Shakti. And I was sharing on my Instagram stories that I hadn't cried in, I think, like over a year and a half. And I like had this breakdown. Anyway, long story short, awesome. my friend at the end of it, one of my like spiritual guru friends was like, oh, it's because you have wounded masculinity. And um, I, oh, I, I remember um, Ali spoke about this. Yeah, I had too. never heard that term before, but it resonated. Like the second she said it, I was like, I know what that means. That's a man who abuses his wife. I know right. what that means. That's, you know, a wounded masculinity comes from this trying to be on the outside hard, right? But from the right. inside, feeling shame or feeling inferior yeah. or having to act out with aggression and, and masculine tend tendencies. And I think that it resonated with me because being a female in a business space, especially a medical yeah. scope space. I mean, even so we can even say that, that a lot of the keto space, less so than the paleo, the paleo space is definitely a boys club. Um, biohacking is a boys club, you know, so I always have felt like I've had to maybe muscle my way in yeah, yeah. with, with whatever, with intellect, with whatever. And I think that that kind of hardens an individual. Yeah. So that's, that's work that I'm doing. But anyway, I said, I was like, <laughs> for whatever this means, I was like, oh, I don't want to be the, you know, wounded masculinity. I want the Danny Vega masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, love that. I really did. No, I'm totally serious. When I was like thinking about it, I was like, I really think, I just want to give you that compliment because I think that you Thank have you. this big masculine presence, but you're just such a warm, open, and, and this like constantly evolving student. And like you say, the way you guys communicate and co-parent and co-live your lives is just really commendable. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. That's, we really uh, appreciate it. It's an honor to, to be told that. And, 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 you know, masculinity is one of those things that, yeah. you know, there's, there's being a jerk. And to me, like, I don't want to redefine masculinity. I mean, if I looked at the definition, cause I recently, um, posted about this and I looked at the definition of masculinity and really the only definition was like of or pertaining to a man. So yeah. then at that point, I'm like, okay, then if that's the case, let me define for myself what, what a, man a man is. Right. And a man is, is a servant. A man, even if he's a leader, is a servant leader. You know, a man, you know, he feels feelings, but he's not ruled by them. You know, a man also like takes the responsibility of raising his children and getting them ready, especially if they're boys. Like I have boys now, like I have a responsibility yeah. to women around the world to make sure that I'm not raising two jerks, you know? And I, yeah. and, and so yeah, the, the masculinity thing is, is it's a whole other rabbit hole, but um, for us, it's, it's, you know, teaching our boys to, to, to not deny the masculinity and not deny that part of themselves. But at the same time, you know, these other parts, I don't want to say that they're, I guess they're inherently feminine sometimes, or, or maybe we made them that way or we defined them that way, but definitely being a whole human, I guess. Yeah. That's so awesome. And your kids are so lucky to have this ever evolving education <laughs> of the two of you. So I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's maybe talk. I'll adopt you, Becky. Yeah, maybe. Will you guys adopt me? <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. If you're gonna cook, uh, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. I can. I can throw down. Um, let's talk a teensy weensy bit about um, diet for kiddos, and then I want to make sure we touch on um, what you guys are up to and, and current programs and all of that. But I know you both are kind of on a anti kids menu crusade, if we want to call it that. Um, so. Yeah. 
what do you feed your kids? What informs those choices? And, and what do you notice like behaviorally? You were alluding to something with the goldfish where you notice like a, a big night and day shift. So what do you notice um, when your kids are fat fueled and when the junk sneaks in? Well, right off the bat, when we first transition the kids. Well, Desmond was a paleo baby. So he was, he didn't have, he didn't even know what to do with the, they would give him like a lollipop and he would play like air drums. He had no, <laughs> his first Halloween he thought was like some game. Yeah. He like was you like, got to collect these oh, little collected. things in the box. He wouldn't and... even open it. Cause he didn't even know what it was. Right. Um, but then of course, you know, so they were exposed to it. And you know, the first thing that went away was like asthma, eczema, stuff like behavioral that. Stuff. And then the behavioral stuff really did like their, their moods were more you know, I mean, very high energy still, but more like even, and it's funny because I always say, oh my gosh, my boys, are, they act so crazy. But then when they're around other kids, they truly aren't. Like, I know, I really notice it. And I'm like, wow, you guys are like boys. You're, you know, you're wild. You're, but, but when it's time, it's time. It's time yeah. to pull back. It's time, you know, like they can focus. And so with the kids, um, we were kind of strict keto with them at first. And we found that it was so much better when we kind of just got rid of, well, they were, we were doing like the keto treats too, you know? So, and they would go ham, you know, these quest bars, they Lily's were there. chocolate bars farting all over the house. And then they would, they would <laughs> and it also, and it also fueled it. It also fueled cravings. Like they would want more and oh, more and more and more. And more. So, eat the real food. Yeah. so yeah. So switching them from, you know, keto to a more low, I'm, I'm glad we did start with keto because and it's like, Ali it too, gets the that. carbs. That yes. And that was Ali's influence too. Uh, it gets, it gets the carbs low because even within paleo, like our carbs were probably too high. Sometimes well, when we wanted to lean out. We well, would, yeah, I would we get would I would, fast. We I would, would cut out the, I would cut the carbs, the agave and all the paleo crap. Cause there was yeah, there's paleo always crap in every, in, yeah. in every diet, there's going to be some, some stuff, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so that was huge. Um, their, their, their palate, like their cravings got better. They, like I said, they don't, um, you know, so they're more like paleo now, but like low carb paleo. So just like, you know, they need to earn their carbs. They know that carbs have to be earned. They don't ever come alone. You know, we stole that from Allie, no naked carbs. They always have to be paired with a fat or a protein or like, you know, if dinner, dinner's coming, here's a few blueberries, snack on those while I prep your dinner. And my kids know, like, and they're, they, they'll eat their meat, you know, so I don't really have a problem with it. Once I see that they're having too much fruit or, and then they're like denying their meat, you know, we kind of pull back a little bit. We don't like make huge announcements or we just like, Oh, we don't have any more, you know, yeah. like we got to get some more. Um, but, um, but yeah. And we've noticed like one of the number one offenders for behavior is like food dyes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's studies about this out there, um, especially with someone like Dean, you know, he has sensory issues that we deal with. It, it, so they're like, for example, so today, like I just noticed he had the goldfish. It didn't have any food dyes, but it's got weed. It has the vegetable oils. It's got all types of other stuff that I don't even honestly know what it is. Chemicals. And yeah, he's just so much more like excitatory today, like you know, stimming. like the, yeah, like the stimming behaviors, like the just way more um, lit up. Yeah. Like lit up, like the excitatory. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we really try. And that's like another thing that I'm so glad that with their home, because I do have more control over that. And I'm happy about that um, because the fact that they do eat so well all the time, they really don't even when they're exposed to the stuff, like they won't even eat frosting off a cupcake. Yeah, Desmond is starting like to build a list of things that he just refuses to eat. And yeah. cake is is on is one of them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm good. I've had enough experiences with cake that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then as far as like, you know, food choices go for these kids, 
I noticed that these last two years for them, they've just been so much more open to to trying. Like, when do they not even try? It's pretty much every single yeah, time we offer stuff. them something like, hey, you want to try brain? Yeah. And they try it and, and you know, maybe they won't eat it again. But hey, right. I, I love the fact that they're trying it. Yeah. And I think before when they were eating, you know, they weren't still eating too much, but we did, I hate to admit it, we did the, the occasional, you know, drive through, shut up and have your you know, fries and, and your burger and your all that. But now I just feel like they're, they're, they're so much more open to trying yeah. real food and they actually like it. Like Desmond likes organs. Dean has a very, well, you do acquire the taste. Palate. Taste it even happened to me, you know, like yeah. I like it now. Yeah. She's like, Oh, this tastes more like liver. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. It's a whole, like you said, channel savory and um, that that's taking away those hyper palatable compounds allows a more intuitive connection of, of yeah. what flavors actually are safe and what flavors are, you know, a feedback to the body that this is nourishment. And I think it, it you have to recalibrate that and children, this is the vital time to do so. So it, we're, we're really doing a disservice. And I know Mar and I could go on a pretty severe we can yeah. go on an entire hour rant about that. <laughs> yeah. And the kids' really, menus are just garbage. Freedom you know? in the cafeteria. Are we what? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my kids, you know, they know. And you know, another thing we do with them is always try to empower them as well and let them know that they're leaders. Yes. That that they are an example and that they have a responsibility because everyone else doesn't know and and look at them like. I'm like, and it's not even hard anymore. Like they notice, you know, like Desmond is nine at nine years old. These kids are already obese. Oh, they he's are. Nine, he's eight. He's going to be nine. So I'm like already. <laughs> That's right. I know I'm already like, liver. absolutely. I'm old. Like, I was like, no. He's so old. And so like, you know, imagine like they'll take a few dates to jujitsu, like post jujitsu, they can have like two or three dates and the kids are like, what's that? And I'm just like, you don't even know what food yeah, is. Like you literally try, don't even know what it is. Some of these things and the other kids are like, ew. And they're like, ew. Can you imagine saying ill to a date? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, it is so good. And it, so sweet, right? Like so sweet, but it's not sweet to them. Yeah. 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 So it's like get, getting those palettes. But like For the, that don't know, they should definitely check out the Fat Fueled Kids account on Instagram. Absolutely, you guys document what the boys are up to, and I know you guys all love watching Stella. But we're definitely in alignment, all of us as parents, as far as empowerment. Um, you know, Stella loves the book that you guys sent her, Buddies in the Belly. She Buddies in My oh, Belly. I love oh, it. Yay. Oh my gosh, she'll be like Biffy, and, and actually, yeah. what she does it's now, so it's, good. It's pretty funny because now she'll go. I gotta go make a biffy. Oh my gosh, cute! And it's accurate. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm like, yep, yeah, okay. Um, and she will. She'll start to say now, but not too much of you know X Y Z food. You know, that's yeah. not good for your buddies. Or she'll say, that's not good for my teeth, or that doesn't feel good in my body, mama. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, here we go. Good. Um, awesome. So let's tell all my listeners where they can find you guys, what you guys are up to, um, uh, programs, and you know what they need to be doing to, to connect deeper. Well, the big thing for me right now, um, I'll make it clear, like I, I tell everybody, I want to I want to be the resource when it comes to, you know, building muscle on a ketogenic diet. And, you know, my business partner and one of my best friends, another huge influence on my life is Ben Pakulski. We um, created this ketogenic muscle intelligence program because everybody has been saying, oh, can you, can you or can you not build muscle on keto? And then usually at some point in the conversation, my name comes up as an example of, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's cool. But then like 
let's talk about how, you know, no one's talking about how, and you know, this program, the main thing we wanted to teach people, and I think we did a great job is how to train if you're following a ketogenic diet, like what, what are the considerations now that you're cutting out carbohydrates, you know, what can happen? So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, cortisol, we talk about HRV, we talk about managing stress. We do, a, there are like 30 or 40 FAQ videos where we cover specific topics. And then we also have, um, uh, exercise demo videos, because that's another really important thing is like, okay, if we're telling you that you're going to have to lower your time under tension, you're going to have to increase your rest, you're going to lower your reps. How does, how do, how do we provide the, you know, um, enough stimulus to, to grow the muscle and the focus goes more to quality over quantity, which I think in general is a great thing to think about in life because you're so much more focused when you know that you're really going to be doing like, let's say 35 to 40 minutes of work without the rest periods versus being in the gym for an hour and a half and just being completely checked out on cruise control. And, you know, where you can walk out of the gym and basically not really remember what you did. Cause so many people are in that, you know, that default automaton, you know, that, uh, automatic, you know, mode, um, you'll, you'll see that you're, you're going to get much better quality reps when you're focusing and you, you're developing the skill. So we, we simplify the whole exercise selection thing by, you know, giving the 40 exercises. That's what MI40 stands for. 40 exercise total for every single, you know, that's for every body part, you know, included. So that's 40 total exercises um, and getting better at an exercise versus adding more weight or, um, you know, complicating it or, or changing the exercise. First, standardize the stimulus, making sure that, that every rep looks the same and, you know, learning how to get the best possible muscle contractions. And then from there, then you can add the weight, then you can add the volume. So um, we've been seeing amazing results, um, women and men so far. It's, it's it launched in July. Um, this is going to continue to grow. We're going to have um, clinics. We're going to have you know, seminars. Um, we're going to just continue to expand it. And a lot of my speaking in the next year or so is going to be very much geared towards trying to teach people how to train on a ketogenic diet, trying to talk about when are carbs appropriate. And if, and if carbs are appropriate in those times, how do we make sense of what our carb choices could be? Because again, we, I keep on learning new things. So I'm like, okay, you know, now oxalates have been a big thing for me. Like, so I'm now I'm like, okay, like now I'm going back and saying, okay, if this person has, you know, possible issues stemming from oxalates, then just choose a different, you know, a different um, source. For, so I've been doing a lot of acorn squashes and, you know, other squash variations versus just um, sweet potato. Sure. I've been, you know, the local stuff, the local farms and things that we get stuff from. It's just how cool is it that you could just go somewhere and you have no idea what you're going to go home with because you don't know what they're going to bring. Yeah. And that's yeah, like all the new squashes. Like, like what's our favorite? Kaboka, kaboka squash. squash. Oh yeah, we love kaboka squash. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's another great one. So yeah, the 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 program is Keto Muscle Intelligence, and it's all about basically learning how to train in a way that helps you maximize the most um, fat loss and and burn the most or gain the most muscle while following a ketogenic diet. Awesome. awesome. I really hope all listeners go check it out. And, you know, Danny and Ben are, I think, two of the most intelligent guys in the arena. And um, this is 
this sounds like something really that would be fantastic to take things next level. So we'll be sure to link that in the episode notes, as well as, of course, Fat-Fueled Family website and the Fat-Fueled Family podcast and all of the things. And I know that most of my listeners probably already follow you guys on Instagram, um, but let's (laughs) give everyone your handles as well. You can find me at Fatfield Mom. I post mostly workouts there and you know, you can find like my boring steak pictures sometimes on my you story. Are a boring girl. <laughs> <laughs> or my rants. You should just follow me for my story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, are, I love those. those. I'll like disappear and then I come back with like a rant. Sometimes <laughs> I'll I'll just have the she'll, she in the morning she gets on fire and then I'll just like I'll start to bring Why the phone out it? and I'll oh just hit record because it's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm dannyvega.ms um, on Instagram and like Ali and Becky mentioned, Fat Field Kids. Yes, Fat Field Kids. Yeah. We post all the kids' foods, like, you know, things fun we do with lunchbox ideas and, stuff, and yeah. their workouts, just everything we do with the kids there. Awesome. And last question, or maybe second to last, because I see Ali has some <laughs> a funny question from Brady here. I like oh, okay. I'll let her that one. But so um, Brady goes, we were having, uh, <laughs> I was having a cocotropic uh, fat fueled coffee thing with him out. And he's like, oh, cool. You're, you're interviewing Danny and Maura. He goes, he goes, At, tell Danny I have a question. I was like, okay, what is it? He goes, Danny. How are you so cool? <laughs> Love Brady. You know, it sounds like like Dean or does would have asked that, but I guess it's my 36-year-old husband. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so good. How do I answer that, my love? How am I how am I so cool? Because because you make me so, Brady. Because <laughs> and I appreciate that. Thank you for the gift of coolness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you, you labeled it, brother. <laughs> All right, last real, real question. Last question. Um, because we're dietitians, we always ask this to all of our guests. I want to know what you guys ate yesterday from the time that you woke up to the time that you went to bed. So your 24 hour recall. (laughs) Okay. Well, yesterday was actually a pretty simple day because we fat, I fasted all day because I wasn't sure I was going to work out. So I had my, I always wake up and I have my coffee. So my, uh, you know, fatty coffee with collagen, one tablespoon of Vital Farms butter, and I put all types of other stuff like lion's mane. What else do I put in there? Lion's uh, mane, chaga, CBD, and the oh. other uh, total adaptogens. Do you put that one? No, too? I just no, no. And then and then I fasted throughout most of the day, and then I started to munch on those four five oh five chili lime pork rinds around what like four, four like yeah. around four, and I had like a little bit of Dean's leftover pesto chicken. And then it was a ribeye. Yep. And did, did I also have, have organ an organ meat, meat burger? Or did you have the, the, the organ meat hash? I think I, I had an organ meat burger as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's how, yeah. And then I think that's it, right? Yeah. I had a little bit of keto brick at night. Oh, same. So I, I had <laughs> my coffee with, I love the picnic creamer. So I'll put a little oh, bit of that. that and then I'll put um, lion's mane, chaga, and um, another one that's that has all the adaptogens. It's got reishi. It's got turkey tail, cordyceps. It even has shiitake, which I don't know. I haven't looked into the therapeutic benefits of shiitake. I love shiitake, but anyways. Um, and then L-theanine and um, alpha GPC. Those are all in the morning. And then I I did I also fasted all day, and I was with her in the car when she. Broke out the forty five oh five. I got the Costco size. I had a, I had a, a headlight out, and I'm going on the road today, so we had to go <laughs> drop it off and, and everything. So, um, I had a ribeye, and then I had like 
a lot of this organ meat hash that I make, where, which basically is I take some of my organ meat burgers, which lately I've been um, making them. So I just grind up the, the beef, liver, That's kidney, hard. heart, and bacon, and I make them into burgers. But I've been freezing the patties so that I don't have to like make a massive mess. thing. And then, and well, the mess, first of all, it's but then we have to like hurry to eat them, yeah, yeah. you know, because I, I grilled them all. But now I'm just pulling them out yeah, a little bit at a time. And I added um, some bacon and um, I even added some of that. What, what's the cheeses it's that we like have? It's like pasture-raised sharp cheddar maybe? Yeah, the pasture-raised sharp, sharp cheddar. And I just mixed that all together and I had so that good. with ribeye. And that was amazing. And then I had half of a keto brick. And I... I thought I oh, had, I had a little bit of f bomb. Yeah, I thought I had half That's of an f bomb, and I thought I left half. Oh yeah, Danny's like, I left you half of an f bomb. By the way, I thought <laughs> I was being super nice. I thought I was being nice. I, got I offered there, it. It was like, this. It was like almost empty. I was like, how dare you? And I did, I didn't notice because I like I I I was like I I drizzled it on the f bomb. And, and I thought, oh, that's about, there's, there's at least half, maybe a tablespoon or maybe a little bit more. And then she showed it to me and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was like the last one. I'm like, no. <laughs> that, was, that was our day in a nutshell, our, our, our food. And the kids ate. What did oh, the yeah, kids yeah. ate? So the kids had for lunch, well, breakfast, they had um, yolky eggs. Yolky so eggs, yeah. That's what Dean calls them. So uh, fried eggs. Did, did they have uh, chicken sausage? Sometimes they have organic chicken sausage. They didn't um, have it yesterday. So Lunch was pesto chicken. Pesto chicken. Um, um, apple, probably for a snack. Apple. They had a Lara bar. They each. do Siggy's triple cream yogurt a lot too. Yeah, Desmond had uh, Siggy's at, uh, at Starbucks because Desmond walked with me to Starbucks too. So uh -huh. he had a Siggy's yogurt, which Starbucks is offering now. Good for them. Okay. And, um, and then for dinner, the boys had... What did the boys have for dinner? I think they had burgers. And then I did make them a butternut squash. Oh, yeah. Burgers so and like butternut squash. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's our long answer. Did they have dessert? Did they have any dessert? Yes. It gets stamps of approval. <laughs> oh, I think they had yogurt. Yeah. They had yogurt last night. Yeah. Yeah. Very awesome. Um, those all sound amazing and beautiful. And I can't wait for the next time for us to all have a ribeye together. Yes, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes, so yes. I'm always dreaming of those waggy lollipops. I'm dreaming. Oh, yeah. oh, but I'm dreaming of the lavender fat. Bones, oh, those lavender. The most mm -hmm. complex flavors I've ever tried, like not in a restaurant. Oh, it was just so unreal. good. But that's in the new book, right? Yes. Yes. It is. Awesome. <laughs> so um, anything last, last thoughts that you want to leave the audience with? We just, we're so grateful for you. I mean, yeah, seriously, so like grateful. I was on a panel this weekend and they asked me two people to follow. And I was like, you need to go follow Ali Miller and you need Yay. to go follow Mike Mutzel. Two of my friends who probably should have a million followers by now uh, because of the content. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we appreciate you guys for real. Oh, I so appreciate you guys. And I think that you guys are just such strong examples of just authentic, genuine people that are putting all of their effort and energy into the betterment of themselves, which enhances the betterment of everyone. And I just can't be more grateful for our friendship and I'm so excited to share your message with everyone through the Naturally Nourished podcast. So everyone check out the show notes, definitely go on their website, check out the Keto Muscle Intelligence program. And thank you as always for listening. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well. <laughs>